This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. This is a download from BBC Asian Network. For more downloads, log on to the BBC Asian Network website. Raj and Pablo. Well, hello you. It's Raj and Pablo here with our best bits from the weekend. On the free download this week, we hear from our girl about town, Miss Manley. Plus, we speak to new actor Daha Shah, who plays the dreamboat in Ganjahar's coming of age story, Gippy. We'll also be hearing from Bollywood superstar Saif Ali Khan. First, though, let's find out what happened when our very own Mr. Honest, Salil Acharya, went to see this week's big releases. Salil, how are you doing? Hello. Hey, how are you? You know, rocking, rocking. I'm loving all the gossip that you guys are giving me, huh? <laughs> oh, thank you very much. So, so, no, before we start, Salil, would you ever grow a handlebar moustache like Rinbir Singh? Okay, so I have to tell you, I already have half of it right now because I have a big, thick beard right now. And uh, it's a very tough to grow a handlebar moustache, but it is very exciting to have one. So I think if I did grow one, people would look at me and say something different, so why not? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I, I tried and then I gave up and then, and then I, had, I had to snip them off because I just couldn't handle it. Uh, but you know it what? It scratches too much. You know, your face starts scratching. And yeah, exactly. Coffee or something is a problem. <laughs> that, what I really want to know is, uh, would you dye your hair blonde like Saif Ali Khan? Uh, go, go, a gone is the big, one of the big releases. Have you seen the movie? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, first of all, let me share a little secret with you. He did not dye his hair blonde. He used the color every single day in his hair so that his hair didn't get burnt. So that's the beauty of it. He didn't actually dye it blonde. And I've actually dyed it blonde once in my life. I became a peroxide blonde. And trust me, everyone thought I had a problem. And they didn't think it was cool. So, yeah, well, in the film, he's really cool. He plays Boris. And, um, well, so let's, should we start with the plot of the film? Yes, go on, tell us. Okay, so the plot is as is one line. Three friends who've got nothing much made to do in their life land up in a, an island of Goa where there's a rave party happening. And Saif Ali Khan is the drug dealer in the party, but somehow his drugs lead to people becoming zombies. And so the action starts. The first half is exquisite. It's like as if, you know, it's very Quentin Tarantino-ish. The directors are obviously very heavily influenced by that. You know, Sin City-ish, like, you know, a lot of the color schemes that are being used. I think Kunal Kemu in his, I would say, one of his most relaxed performances to date. And what is even more amazing is, he is so natural because he's also written the dialogues of the movie. A lot of the dialogues have been co-written by Kunal Kemu. That's why it's so fantastic. Veerdas, of course, very, very funny. He's the funny man of India. Doing a very, very good job there. And uh, even the partner, I think Anand, he's also very, very good. So I would say the entire casting was superb in the first half. The pace was fantastic. The zombies look like zombies. For an Indian film, I have to say, 100 stars for that. Fantastic. Great makeup. uh, Really realistic. And some awesome action sequences in the first half. Now, Hmm. Now, see, the problem with a zombie film is, and a good film in the first half is, the director sometimes lose the plot in the second half. They didn't lose the plot here, but it was just the same thing happening over and over again. Zombies chasing you, you know, you're firing at them, you're getting scared, then some comedic sequences. Uh, it's, the second half sort of slowed down too much. And Pooja Gupta, uh, I wouldn't say heroine in the film, she's one of the characters in the film, let's put it this way, mm-hmm. four of them. Well, it doesn't work. She was last seen in Falku, didn't work there according to me. So I think, I think the second half didn't have enough. 
and the second half had uh, Saif just disappear, and the the ending is absurd. So I think uh, I I can't reveal it, but just let's just say uh, you give a drug to to make a person a zombie, you give another drug, and they're no longer zombies. Oh, so oh, bless! <laughs> that's that's a taxing plot. Yeah. But Salil, you know, one thing that everyone's been loving is the music and the songs uh, of the film. Have they worked? Yes, Khun Chusle is a rocking track. The film actually starts with Khun Chusle, actually. So I think it works for me big time. Uh, slowly, slowly, I, I mean, I've, I've been trying slowly, slowly to enjoy it. <laughs> doesn't work for me that much. But uh, Babuti Baba, what is that? That that song is really, really funny, man. So I think I think the music's worked very well. Uh, Sachin Jigar have done a very good job. And Sachin Jigar gave the music for sure as well. And for Faltu also. So I think they're actually quite uh, talented as a duo, very young. And this movie, though, I think it's going to have a cult following as far as uh, few people are concerned. I mean, it's a really good zombie flick. I mean, they did a really good attempt at it. But will it make money in the market? I don't know yet. But they've left enough space to make two and three as well. The ending oh. is not. So it's nice. Now, you know, Saif um, was in London. We hooked up with him. We had a laugh, right? Now, what is, is it because Kunal Kemu is going out with Soha that this movie was produced? <laughs> Well, actually, Soha also makes an entry in this film in a dream sequence. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's put it this way. Yes, so he is helping him out, of course, and and that's how you know Karina got him into Golmal. Kunal Kemu did Golmal as well. But I again don't think that's a problem. Why shouldn't you help each other out? I mean, if y'all were making a movie, wouldn't y'all cast me in the film? Absolutely, definitely. Salil, of go ahead, go, go, go on your history. Of course, we would. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Salil. So I don't think I don't think that's a problem. Secondly, it's not like he's an absolute outsider. He's done solo hero films, and he's a good actor. So why not? There, I think it's all cool there. And uh, go give us your marks out of five. Uh, I give three stars out of five because it's a brilliant attempt at Zombieland. And I just think the second half, if it was another 10 minutes shorter, I would have given four stars out of five. We also want to know about the other big release, Salil. Um, Gippy, Karan Jahan's Gippy, who, and he's claiming that this film is very close to him. Yes, actually, so, so I, I have to say this. Uh, I was told about Gippy in September last year when I was uh, helping them promote Student of the Year. And I think Karan is trying very hard to make different kind of cinema. So you had Bombay Talkies that came out, like, you know, last week. And so uh, this is one of the first times that Karan Jor has two of his own films competing with each other, not on the same weekend, but in successive weekends. So I think that's a, a first for him as a director. Now, uh, you know, I, I as a producer. Now, Sonam Nair has made this film, first-time director. Uh, Karan is trying very hard to promote young talent, and I think it's working. Uh, he's also trying not to spend so much money. I think they spent way too much money on Student of the Year. <laughs> and they've got Ye Jawani Hadiwani also. So I think now he wants to make medium budget films, which is a thought process like Yashraj, uh, Mukta Arts. They're all trying to do the same thing. And even Balaji will eventually try. So the danger in making a film like, say, Bombay Talkies or a Gippy is that it could suddenly be... It takes time. So imagine if, if one of your popular footballers suddenly decided to just become coach. And just not play, you know, football and just be there involved with football. A slightly different. So audiences will take time to react. So as you know, however good-ish Bombay Talkies was, it's a super flop as far as the box office is concerned. Okay, so that's the bottom mm. line. Now, how does Gippy work out? What does Gippy have that, say, a student of the year didn't have? And which is why a lot of critics, a lot of people would say, oh, this is like a student of the year part two. It doesn't have two good-looking boys. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have a good-looking girl and a star daughter. It doesn't have much money spent on it. It doesn't have any gloss. It doesn't have great songs. And it doesn't have that youth pulling in quotient. It's like a school student of the year. 
what it does work for her the ria the the, the the main protagonist she's a decent actor i think she's decent uh, i think the whole plot revolves around a school election so you know there again similarities with from navia i think there's the quintessential poo character from kabhi khushi kabhi gham which is there in most of current johar's films he was there in student the year also sana sai played that so that's also been there but on the whole i think it's a very sweet a very honest film very strong film that they try to make but it's not for the big screen i mean i i'm sorry if i break a few hearts here but i feel that this is more for home viewing and television i don't want to see i'm not paying less money to watch gippy than i'm paying to watch ye jawani hai diwani so why should i get less entertainment But That's you know, my only thought process. But you know, is it not groundbreaking? Is you know, he's actually made a film, you know, for teenagers, right? Real teenagers. Okay, so uh, it, it, I don't think that you can segregate the audience. No twelve-year-old go, goes to watch a movie on their own. The same twelve-year-old is watching uh, a student of the year also. So how can you segregate the audience? Do you say that under thirteen or over thirteen not allowed to watch this movie? No. Mm. So eventually, the market is exactly the same, and no nine-year-old can come without their parents to watch this movie. So that's the whole thought process. If you wanted to make an ugly Betty, which is a very popular show that it came out, that came out, and just see, just see, Koine they made in India, where the girl transforms, you know, and it's just a natural girl. Then uh, I still don't think they could have made a film out of it. On the on the good the good side, it's a very natural film. Uh, they have a very very sweet, sensitive performance. A lot of things in the house also, you know, they remind you of. It's just very normal. It's a very normal, cool film. And, uh, the problem is, I feel they should have added a little more gloss, and the production value could have gone up. Uh, what about Taha Shah? He's going to be uh, joining us on the show a bit later on. Um, what, yeah. what, how was he? The Lavka, the end boy, works out wonderfully well for the film. He's a, he's a good-looking, sweet actor for the twelve-year-old uh, age bracket. You know what I mean? The girls are so cool. He's not got six packs and twelve packs, and you know, big muscles. <laughs> so it again works for him. Plus, I think he's he was good in Lavka, the end also, and he's good here also. So I think Taha Shah has got a smart. Strong career ahead of him. The only thing, like I said, uh, it all remains to be seen how people. So it's only the first weekend. I'm hoping that word of mouth increases. Karan Johar is desperate to make this work. So maybe open up things. Sakib Salim also being promoted by Karan Johar. Taha Shah also probably. So you never. Maybe people like me also will get to play Taha Shah's father very soon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We didn't want it. We didn't want to say it. We didn't want to say it. But yeah. Salil, go give us your um, stars out of five. Marks out of five for the movie. Two and a half. Two and a half, half for this. It didn't. It, it didn't do for me as much. It's, so if I hadn't seen Student of the Year, I might have liked this more. But if I, if you see Student of the Year from the same production house, this film coming, you're just going. Okay, it's nice, but that's it. It's just nice. You know, after you just said that, Rajan Pablo got an announcement. We're going to produce a film starring Salila Charya and Taha Taha as well, called Buddha Hoga Tera Bap. You know, the thing is, the worst thing is that I'm not able to get it uh, quick enough to give something back at you guys. So when I figure something out about you, I'll go to the internet and I will find out. I will get you back. Next right, time. that's a deal. That's um, a deal. Salila, thank you. As always, it's been a pleasure. Now we're really excited, really, really excited. It's one of these this week's big, big releases. It's Dharma Productions Gippy, and we've got the Lovka, Lovka the End star, who everybody idolizes. It is, of course, Taha Shah. Uh, Taha, welcome to the Ranch and Pablo show on the BBC Asia Network. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's so great to be on. Thank you so much, Pablo, and thank you so much, Raj. It's wonderful to have you on the show. We we actually enjoyed. We got the DVD of Love Got the End, and it was really good. You made a dynamic um, debut. 
Oh no! <laughs> I was very blessed to be getting such a big, I mean, such a such an impressive role, and my first thing that too with one of the major banners in uh, our country, Yashraj. So I'm. I'm just blessed. I think I've got uh, a lot of lady luck on my side. Um, well, we'll talk about how much luck you're having with the ladies a bit later on. But um, Daha, <laughs> uh, how does it feel to be like, you know, under the kind of protection, if you like, of Karan Jahar? Because he seems to be looking after you. Uh, I think Karan Jahar is the kind of person who everybody looks up to. He is a mentor to almost everyone I possibly have met in this industry. And uh, nobody speaks anything but wonderful things about Karan Johar. And I think that Karan Johar has taken such uh, leaps and bounds. I mean, it has taken our industry leaps and bounds. He's just produced, I mean, three films in one month of Karan Johar is going to be playing. First of all, at Bombay Talkies. Second of all, at Gippy. And third of all, it's going to be Ye Jawani, Ye Diwani. I mean, he's on a roll. So tell us about Gippy. How did you land the role in Gippy? How did you become Gippy's dream boat? Uh, um, well... I, I think, you see, I was, I'm, a, I'm a complete newcomer. So when I started off, uh, I did my first film, but I was completely new and fresh, and I didn't know much about the industry. But uh, I, I made a few contacts. I met Karan Johar in Yashra Studios, and I stayed in touch with him. I stayed in touch with the casting directors, and uh, they called me in. I gave an audition. They showed it to Karan, and because Karan recalled me from Love Kadiyan and that he met me in Yashraj, um, and he liked my performance, he... He decided on giving me the role. Um, and you're originally from Dubai. Um, so did, were you having these dreams of being in Bollywood, being in the movies when you were in Dubai? Or did you happen to come to India and think, OK, you know what, I'm just going to send in the tape? Oh, no, 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 not at all, actually. But back in Dubai, I was far, far, far away from anything to do with acting. But I you was, went... Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, no, you were saying, because you went to Toronto, didn't you, where you decided that everything's ready, you're going to give up plan A and go on to plan B. Exactly. What that happened was uh, when, I, when, finance, when the financial crisis had hit Dubai and the whole world. So at that point of time, I was doing business and uh, I decided to close down my businesses and I uh, took a break for about two months. Uh, went to Canada, cooled down. It was like negative 32 degrees over there. Uh, once I cooled down, I decided, all right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pursue what I'm really, really passionate about, and that was acting. And I decided that, you know, if anybody, if I have a plan B, that means I'm going to be very, I'm going to rely on plan B, that, okay, fine, if this doesn't work out, then I have that to fall back on. But since I just decided to go into acting, I left everything back, and I guess, you know, with, uh, with that, the, the universe just kind of makes things work for you. And what did your mum and dad say when you decide that? Well, they must have been horrified. Oh, you know what? My mom, when she was young, she was offered a role in uh, in the Bollywood industry. But because my family was very conservative, her mother told her not to do that role and not to get in, get or be part of this industry. So I think it's a circle of life, which kind of just came back. And when I told her that I want to join the, I want to go into acting and pursue that, she was completely for it. And she was, she was I think she's one of the biggest supporters I have, you know, her and my father, both. And how did you find um, Bombay? How did you find the whole industry when you first landed there? Uh, well, when I landed, I didn't know a single person in Bombay. I just landed with my bag. So initially, the first, uh, I think the first one or two weeks was a little difficult because it was raining. I, I didn't know the roads and I had to like uh, get to my um, acting institute to study. I mean, I was studying here as well. So it was a little, it was a little difficult for about three, four months, but then I kind of got used to it. 
and then I found out about the industry. I mean, it's a it's a process, you know. I mean, Bombay. Every day I travel on a new road in Bombay, so it's like Bombay is very very big, and it's, I have a lot more to learn. And uh, you know, Gippy, it's a coming of age story. Um, with there's a message in it. Um, what are you hoping this film will go on to achieve? What are you hoping people are going to f- um, feel like when they leave the cinema? Um, look, I feel that this film is a very um, it can be a very educational kind of film. At the same time, entertaining. It's giving you messages in a very subtle uh, format, and I think that. Uh, as an audience, as, as just a normal third person, I think that when we go for a film, we not only want to get entertained, but we would also like to take back with us a certain message. And when you watch this film, you kind of, uh, like all of us have been, you know, all of us have grown up, all of us have been teenaged before, and I feel that all of us can connect because all of us have been put down in our lives. All of us have been either, either getting bad marks or maybe not good in sports or, you know, and we've been put down for that. And we can all relate to this film, Gippy. And I think that's why, that's the main reason people should watch it. To first, uh, become nostalgic and uh, remember your past. And second, to take away a message that says that be comfortable in your own skin. So, Taha, what was it like? You know, we talked about you, you know, getting these two big, big banner houses. Uh, are you nervous working in... What is it like, you know, being an outsider within the industry, now making your mark on it, and were you nervous actually having all these accolades? Um, I think that I've, I, 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 there's always a bit of nervousness in me and there's always a bit of fear, because I am, I mean, like you said, I am an outsider, and, uh, you know, for an outsider to make his way or try to achieve anything in a new place, it's, uh, it takes a lot of effort, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm all the blessings and with God's grace, I'm being able to, the things are falling into place and uh, the strategies that we've been planning are all falling into place. I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a blessing. Um, and Daha, you're probably liking all the attention you're getting from the females, aren't you? I do enjoy it. I think, uh, I think I've, I've, always, I've always, my whole life been uh, craving for recognition. I think that's, uh, that's like a motive to, you know, to do better, to, to make people, you know, do, they're paying money to watch, you know, to watch the film. And if I'm in that film, then I, I want to do justice to the character. I want to give justice to the money that they are spending to come and actually spend that time, spend that money to watch me. And I think that, that you know, it's, it's my job, it's my duty, and I, will, I, and I want to do it diligently. So, Ta, are you single? And um, for all your female fans out there, right, you've been watching and going, you know, all the gippies out there in the world, are you single, ready okay, to mingle? I can, I can, I can, I, 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 I am single. I don't know if uh, I'm ready to mingle, but definitely single. And I think I'm dating my work as of now. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of things to do over here. And to actually hold out a relationship, it takes uh, time and effort. And the effort is going in different places right now. And your ideal woman? My ideal woman would be someone on the line of my mom. Oh, oh, that's so sweet. You're a mummy's boy. boy. We uh, like. Daha, uh, uh, what else have you got coming up? What can we look forward to? Um, well, I was actually waiting for this film to come out and get the response, and the response has been great. And uh, I've been having all these offers coming in. So I think in a week or two, I should be signing something. But only once I sign it will I be able to tell you anything. Well, thank you very, very much for talking to us here on the Raj and Pablo show on the BBC Asian Network. Thank you, Pablo. Thank you, Raj. Thank you, guys. Now, that was up-and-coming actor Taha Shah speaking about his role in Gippy. Now, let's get the latest Bollywood gossip from a girl about town, Miss Malney.
Miss Malney, welcome to the Rajan Pablo Show. How are you? Very good. How are you guys doing? Really, really good. What's been happening? What's your week been like? My week's been pretty good. And in fact, I'm actually right now at Farnakter's Life Salon. I do not care. And it's cool because they have little mustaches up everywhere in the salon. <laughs> in the what, mustaches? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the Mars campaign mustaches. They're up on all the walls. Um, now, Miss Molly, um, tell us about Huma Qureshi's new film. So the first look is out from her film. It's called B-Day. It also stars Arjun Rampa and Rishi Kapoor, Shruti Hassan and Irfan Khan. And it's good to see her in this film because she's, you know, the gang of the Seto girl and she's hugely talented. And she's going to be playing the role of Zoya Rehman in this. In fact, I hear she insisted on doing the stuff herself. Um, Huma's body double was required to do a car collision scene, but during rehearsals, uh, the girl got hurt, so she decided she would do the shot. And director Nicola Zvani was a bit hesitant, but she was adamant, and, and she pulled it off. Wow. I'd be really scared if my body double, you know, had that whole shebang, and then suddenly you get in a car yourself. Good for Huma. Absolutely. No diva airs there at all. <laughs> um, and also, the movie Highway releases only in December, but I have to tell you, I'm mm. so excited about it, because, you know, if they are lead for me, you can do no wrong. Um, we, I also think that the, the film has shades of jubbly night, which people are going to love, and we already know that Alia Bhatt is practically a young Karina Kapoor, if you look at her closely. So it'll be pretty interesting <laughs> to see if she can bring the same energy. Um, and like I told you, Araman is composing the music and in Zerman Association turned out amazing for Rockstar. And Highway is actually a journey to six states. They train two completely opposite people, Wendy Puda and Alia Bhatt. That is, that's a strange um, uh, coupling here in there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, now we also hear Bipasha Basu has been sharing some of her fitness secrets Absolutely, and I've got her entire diet plan for you, especially. Oh, wonderful. She, she actually eats everything. She loves all of her food. Um, she doesn't go for any protein supplements. So basically, instead of doing six small meals, she does eight small meals. And they, they could be anything from like stirred fried veggies to spinach, chicken soup, grilled mushrooms, fish or eggs. She likes to give herself a little uh, boost in the morning with wheatgrass. And she has five pre-soaked almonds, like her mother told them to. Uh, she has a breakfast of eggs and oats. And whenever she feels guilty, she just goes and burns it off and she's looking pretty and smoking hot. Good for her. At least she's got a lot of time on her hands now that she hasn't got any films. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, she is working on a uh, creature, so... <laughs> <laughs> that says it all, Miss we, we do like her, though. We love the When she gets it right, she gets it right. Um, and uh, somebody else who's kind of, um, well, we know him for um, his six-pack, eight-pack, nine-pack, call it what you like. Um, news about Rithik Roshan's next role. That's right. He signed on for Tigmanchu Dulia's film, and apparently people were saying it's a Hamlet adaptation, but I don't think that's true. Producers Goldie and Trishy Bale are really close to Rithik, so obviously they were, it was a matter of time before they worked together. Uh, but we hear there's going to be some amazing, amazing six-packs in this movie, too. Now, Miss Malis, we just heard um, a hop off the gossip wires, right? What's going on between Priyanka and Harman? Are they back together again? Priyanka and Harman? Harman? Harman Bavija. Harman, no. You know, I think that they obviously have a lot of, they have a lot of, you know, um, leftover residue from their relationship. <laughs> but as of now, I don't think there's going to be any rekindling of that romance. She has a lot more I googly eyes to someone else, if you know what I mean. Oh, oh yes, we course. know exactly yeah. what you mean. <laughs> uh, Miss Marley, thank you very, very much. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you so much. Bye. Welcome to London, to the Rajan Pablo Show on the BBC Asian Network. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks very much. Nice You're looking very you. dapper. I'm going to describe them for the describe side for the audience. You're wearing a lovely yellow bandana, blue jeans, not looking like a zombie at all. Give me a few more days. 
in in London, I might end up looking like a zombie. There's too much fun and temptation here in the form of beer and food. <laughs> so tell us about the movie Go Go Agone because this is your own production. Yes. Um, well, this is a script that was bought to me by um, Kunal Kemu actually, and I'd seen Ninety Nine um, by Rajan T K. And I, well, actually, to be quite honest, I saw the promo of Ninety Nine and I really liked it. Um, and so I, I knew who these guys were, and I read the script, and I just thought it was really funny. And I'm really happy that Eros and all the people that have supported us kind of did uh, quite a brave thing, really, by making a zombie comedy, which now people are warming up to quite well, and the media and um, people on the internet have been very encouraging in their support, which is a great relief. So, like, Abismastan. Oh. Arajan Diki, the new Abbas <laughs> You know, I, I, I wonder how these guys direct and not argue. You know, when two people work together, but like, I mean, can Rajan Pablo could be? We uh, don't talk to each <laughs> other. We only we hate each other. Yeah, that's exactly that's the way. To go. <laughs> that's what he would have said, I think. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah. No, but um, no. I I hope Abbas Mustan continued to make very good movies. Uh, they they had an, a very interesting time. So Rajan DK would be lucky to be as, as successful, um, but definitely they're more modern in their thinking. They're, they're a couple of guys, who I think they've studied engineering. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I appreciate how well-versed they are with all the different areas of filmmaking. And, um, you know, if you speak to their sort of executive producers or their assistants on the set. I mean, these guys can probably hook up or hook us up with a, with any kind of crew internationally. You know, they know who's really good at doing this kind of action sequence abroad or who's good with the camera. Um, so they have, they have a lot of knowledge uh, and they have a lot of things that are new. And they've also got a, a traditionally quite a crazy sense of humor that's very funny. And is that sense of humor your sense of humor as well? Well, I think so. I get it. I mean, you know, like, and people who've seen the trailer think it's funny. So I think the most important thing for an actor is to, and a producer, it's all, is to be able to recognize a script, enjoy it, and if and to know that if you find it funny, that other people will find it funny too. There's no point being the only guy laughing in the room saying... This is great. but so, like, You know the genre of horror yeah. within Indian cinema? You had the Ramsey brothers. Yes. Then you had the Butts. Yeah. And now your movie company, Illuminati. Well, I think Illuminati should. You know, I'd love to make one spooky film a year. You know, something like M. Night Shyamalan's movies. The, the way they're presented. Are quite... I love the way you pastiche his line. <laughs> what? Which line? <laughs> I see dead people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kill, kill dead, dead people. people. I didn't even realize... That that was from um, the Sixth Sense until you just said it. Um, you sang the song. Yeah, no, I mean they, they just took my dialogue out of the script. But I mean, I never actually thought that line was particularly funny. Oh, it's brilliant. You know, but there you yeah. go. So, but I, I fortunately knew that I shouldn't argue <laughs> with the director. So tell us about the movie. What's it about? Is it Indian zombies alive in Goa? It's it's actually about these two. 
uh, it celebrates mediocrity in quite a refreshing way. So there's these two idiots really uh-huh. played by Love. I mean, um, Veer Das plays this guy called Love. Uh-huh. And Love is, you know, constantly in love. And he, uh, or he has this, he's in love with one girl and he wants to marry her and he's just this perfect, lovely, sweet guy. But his girlfriend turns out to be an unfaithful wretch as things would as would, would happen to the nicest of boys yes. sadly um then his the, his roommate is this guy called hardik which can be easily mispronounced into it's a good old fashioned punjabi name yes. Yes. hardik uh, hardik hardik yes. <laughs> allah so so that's what it is and um so these guys live together and uh, um they have a third friend called played by anand mm. um who's more the financer of their exploits. Um, and they end up going to Goa because, I mean, they, one, they lose their jobs, they lose their their girlfriends, they lose everything. What do you do when you've lost everything is go, go to, to Goa. Goa. Go to Goa, that's what they do. And there they come across this kind of Russian mafia scene where, you know, everyone's doing this trendy new mm-hmm. sort of designer drug. Right. And... Being the losers that they are, they can't even manage to score that because they don't have any... The guy says, you know, he doesn't have any cash. So they're, they're the only people that don't take this drug. And therefore, everyone who does the drug gets brain fried and becomes a zombie. And now they're stuck on this island and they have to escape and they meet this pretty girl who's the only other nice kind of uh, non-druggy who's survived. And then they meet the blonde, and blue-eyed the, Boris. Boris is the guy who's organized the party. Right. So now it's his moral responsibility to sort of shoot all his guests before they spread the zombie virus even further. So is this a Western-type film, or is it more for the Indian? What it's, kind? It's for, it's for Indians because uh-huh. the sense of humor is, I think, Indian, and it's a little urban Indian, which is a large market. So um, I wonder. Let's see now how it's going to go down. Where you know, but I don't know. I just like I said. I, I just think it it works. Because it's not zombie-heavy, you don't have to really buy into this concept of zombies to enjoy the film. The music has been phenomenally yeah. successful. Yes, it has. Such and it's Jigar. really nice. Nice music, Sachin Jigar. The Slowly, Slowly song is something I really like. And um, there's a song called Huni Monday. So what was it like shooting this film in the sense, do you get scared? Or was there a lot of kind of like gory blood there and was guts? one zombie that I shot with um, in a sequence where he's actually... We're trying to st- sort of take this car and get out of there. And th- I think the driver's dead, but he's a zombie, so he's kind of alive. And he almost grabs me, but he's wearing a seatbelt, so he can't grab me. Uh-huh. So th- we make some joke about seatbelts saving lives, <laughs> our lives. <laughs> it seems quite a corny one. It is corny in many places. So um, this... Uh, some of them were very frightening, I think, you know, because they look, yeah. But you've got to get the eyes right. So you put some opaque contact lenses on them. So poor guy can't see anything. And for you, what made you actually do this film, this particular film, and produce it, putting your money where your mouth or your zombie is? Um, well, I mean, you know, it's a little unfair because it's, it's not my money. I guess you can say, you know, you, the people that trust you, your reputation might be on the line. I mean, they won't listen to you the next time you say, hey, I've got a gr- another great idea. They're like, I tell him I'm not here. No, no, but I want to say, but, you, know, <laughs> you know, a superstar of Indian cinema decides to do a movie like Go, Go, Agon, which is completely different. Right. Well, that's great. No, I think it's also luck because 
um, things work out and, you know, everything looks rosy. You take chances and you, but it's not really a chance according to me because a chance is when you're not sure. And if you like a script, then, I mean, the chance was whether other people would like it. I mean, I always liked it. I thought it was just really... And when you see the film, you'll realize it's, it's quite a traditional comedy, just with this element thrown in. And finally, for all your fans worldwide listening, yes. why should they go and see Go, Go, A Gone? And I mean, will, will they be scared? I think, you know, you might be a little scared at times, but not in a repulsive way. And basically, it's just a really good laugh. I mean, not really nothing deeper than that. It's just fun. I think, and I mean that's quite a, that's a good reason to go and see a film. That's the end of this week's free download. Don't worry though; if you start missing us, then head to the BBC Asian Network website and listen back to all of the interviews and mixes that we've put up there just for you. And of course, make sure you tune into our show every weekend from 10 a.m. live on the BBC Asian Network. Thank you for downloading from BBC Asian Network. For more downloads, including Tommy Sandu's best bits, the official Asian download chart, and Asian Network reports, log on to the BBC Asian Network website.